G'day everyone, this is Lisa Testa with another episode of Surviving the Legal System with a Psychopath in Australia. We've been discussing a lot of um, legal terms and legal processes in the last few episodes and the last one was about costs and party party costs and indemnity costs in family law. Now this topic is about without prejudice. We've all seen that on correspondence, but I bet most of us, well, I know what it means, but I bet most of you don't. Now, we talk family law. That's the jurisdiction we're in. Um, We mention the, we talk about the Evidence Act and we talk about IVOs and the Magistrates Court and stuff like that, but pretty much we deal with family law. Now, this is not specific to family law, but this is our jurisdictional focus. There are lots of self-represented litigants in this jurisdiction. Now, that's probably because there are too many of us, like you and me, that are left with no way to fund legal fees, and we have to be self-represented. So, Part of what I'm doing in this series is educating you because who else is going to do it? I have people contacting me all the time saying, Lisa, I can't get a straight answer. No one will tell me what this means. No one will tell me what that means. Well, we break down the barriers here. There might We're not lawyers. We don't give legal advice. But, you know, We've got Google, we've got our own experience, we have a rich history in the profession and we have direct lived experience. So we're going to talk about without prejudice today. Now, anytime you communicate with your ex or their lawyer and you raise the topic of settlement you should be aware that the letter is most likely not admissible in court. That's what without prejudice means. I'm not going to give you the definition from the dictionary, um, but we get told that when you go to a mediation or conciliation conference or you might go to do FDR, which is Family Dispute Resolution, that you can't use any of that in court. And that's because it's privileged. And it's privileged. And the way they frame that privilege is by saying it's without prejudice. If you put it in correspondence and it relies, it refers to um, offers to settle, it's genuine and reasonable um, offers of settlement. So say your ex rejected the very generous offer you put to them, too bad, too sad, you can't use it in court because you don't get to use it and say, look, Your Honour, they were an asshole. They rejected my very reasonable offer. You just can't do it. Although I have to say that I have seen recently people doing that. It's a very bad thing. And it's if you're a lawyer, 
and you're allowing your client to put um, emails and letters into affidavits, into annexures, into a court book um, that have that that talk about settlement in any way, you're doing your client a disservice because you're just showing the court that you don't understand how um, privilege and how without prejudice discussions operate. So just don't do it. I got no I got no hesitation in saying that that just because you got a law degree doesn't mean you're smart. Um, I don't shy away from that opinion. I see too many mistakes made by lawyers who have a law degree. Just because you got a law degree does not mean you're smarter than me or the other very many average bears out there like you and me listening to this. So be very careful. It's highly improper to put confidential privileged material in your court documents. Do not do it. Don't talk about um, the settlement offers that you made. I don't care. I don't give a fucking rat's ass how good they were, how bad they were at rejecting it, and how generous it was of you to just bleed your heart out. I don't care. Don't care. I do not care. Do you get it? I don't care. Don't do it. So this privilege that sits under the without prejudice, it carries over into any offer or real and genuine communication about trying to resolve your case. And it acts as a legal handbrake on your ability to just chuck anything into your affidavit, your annexures, or your court book, as I mentioned earlier. So nothing can be used by either party in court. So we're going to continue the discussion about offers and without prejudice in another podcast coming up. But I want to leave you with this takeaway. I saw the word takeaway used earlier and I thought, hmm, I like that. So here's your takeaway. Don't be an idiot and think you can dress up your shitty emails with a nice without prejudice heading and still use them in court, okay? Just because you think um, you can get away with going on a rant at your ex about how bad they are and you want to bundle it up in a shitty without prejudice fake settlement email, um, you'll be seen. Goodness me. If you think that you can get away with that, good luck. Because I can tell you that the court will see it the lawyers will see it, you will be a laughing stock. And you may you may get you may get an ex who actually lawyers up good, who lawyers up good and hard, and who gets the kind of barrister that'll steamroll you into the next century. So think very carefully about how you write your offers 
If you were going to send an offer to your ex or to their solicitor, do it in a discreet, separate email. This is a bit of advice I do give. It's not legal advice, but it's my um, it's my opinion and my my advice to you if you're listening to this. It's better to put your offer in a single email that contains very little other material in it so that you can genuinely put without prejudice at the top. That is a safe way of constructing and sending um, settlement communications. Keep them separate. Don't fall into the habit, into the lazy habit of bundling it all up into the one email. Um, I'm guilty of that too. So, you know, I'm not preaching from a place of perfection here, but this is sound advice. Keep your settlement documents, your settlement correspondence and your offers separate. And that way, if you need them, you, uh, you have them clear, you have them clearly defined, and you can show that they're real and genuine and not just a front for you to continue whatever it was you were doing in your communications. Hope that helps. Um, we're going to talk about what a Calder Bank offer is coming up, so stay tuned. <laughs>